0: only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week, I pulled a question from our Facebook group. You can always join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash whatfreshhellcast. This listener wrote in to say, my family moved last spring to a new school district with higher standards than our previous one. Socially, my eighth grader is doing awesome in his new school community. He went from zero homework and sparse spoon-fed tests to nightly homework and tests that require real studying and applying knowledge. He's having a really hard time understanding how to manage his time. I have given him 100% of my energy and support in every way. Tutors, structured study time in areas, help with planning assignments, structured downtime, allowing him control... So I know he has all the tools and support to be successful. The only thing holding him back is his own effort and attitude. He procrastinates, he bargains his way into doing the least possible effort, and then when I check in with him to review or to help plan his assignments, he snarls at me. He needed to study for a Spanish test, and he asked me to help him study, and then proceeded to tell me how unnecessary the study methods I set up were. Another example. We discussed using a small agenda to keep track of assignments. We agreed to look it over daily together. One class's assignments were scribbled so poorly he couldn't read it. When I said what's coming up in science, he was mad at himself for not caring enough to write it legibly but he took it out on me. So he's in this cycle of not wanting to do the work or the task in the moment and then getting mad later that he essentially set himself up to struggle. We actually let him make his own study plans for the first six weeks with us just supporting him where we could, but that resulted in poor grades. So then we forced him to let us help him study and he was much more successful. It's just that he fights the help. So it seems like I have two options. A, say, fine, go ahead, do it your own way, which will result in consequences I fear he is not mature enough to think about. Or B, I keep taking the abuse and fighting him, knowing it's the only way he will stay on track, but it's definitely not the healthiest means to an end. It's a long question, and I wanted to read the whole thing because I so deeply identify with so much of what this listener is saying, as I think many of us do. Our kids need our help with something frustrating. And then they also take out their frustration on us. I have been there. It is really hard. It's important to keep top of mind that your kid does need your help, clearly. And he actually needs your help with two things, the tasks, the homework itself, and the anxiety and overwhelm that he feels about the tasks, about his inability to get started. And yes, it's easiest to sort of wipe all of that on you. What a nice clean towel to wipe your hands on and get rid of all that stuff so then you can sit down and work. It probably is helping him a little bit to take it out on you. It doesn't make it easier on you. I'm also not saying it's right. I'm saying it's kind of working for him. However, what you're experiencing is like he's it's attitude, he's just choosing to do it this way. I want to suggest to you that it might be actually fear or anxiety or fear and anxiety, that's manifesting in his yelling at you. So when you feel like you're taking the abuse, which again, I understand why you feel that way, and that you have to fight him. I think it's probably true that when he's yelling at you, like, why do you make this so hard? Why you always, why do you never? That what he's really taking out is his frustration at his inability to function at the level he wants to function at, not just the level you want him to function at. I think you're spot on, in addition, that natural consequences in this case are not Really, going to help you. Natural consequences is like, well, your kid forgot his soccer cleats. I guess he won't have the cleats and I guess he won't play in the soccer game and he won't do that anymore. That's true for some kids. It's not true for all kids. It sounds like it's not true for your kid. And it sounds like, as you say, him failing a bunch of classes with work that's much harder than what he's used to is not going to help him pass. This is a little bit out of his control. He's not just failing because he wants to. If That were the case, then the natural consequences would be enough. Sounds like they might not be enough. Here are some approaches that have worked for me in the situation that I want you to consider. One is read The Explosive Child by Ross Green. His three pronged approach to approaching these situations and defusing them more quickly is very useful. Keep the questions open ended. It seems like you're really upset. What's up? I am upset because you're such an idiot all the time wow, I can really see how upset you are. Can you tell me what's going on? Keep the questions open-ended. Keep the questions turned back towards the work. Another thing that can be useful is a third party. If it's a possibility, financially, time-wise, everything else. This listener says in her post that it it seems insane to pay somebody else to say the same exact things that you're going to say, that it's hundreds of dollars, that it's time. There is a possibility. I'm going to tell you, That your child can hear the same messages more from another party. They can't yell at that other person. And so they're not going to. And so they're going to sit down and do the work. There's also, of course, the possibility that somebody who does do this with other kids is going to have different ideas. They don't bring the agenda. They don't bring the history. It brings the volatility way down. If it's available to you, I would consider it only to take yourself out of it because it is frustrating to have verbal abuse heaped on you. The other thing I want to make sure you consider, I can't exactly tell if you have a parenting partner or not. If you do have a parenting partner, definitely make sure that you are not taking this all on yourself. It can easily turn into, can you believe mom is like this? And then your partner comes to you like, God, why do you guys fight all the time? And it's because you're taking on all of this stuff, this fire hose of frustration that your kid has. It's easy to have it all directed at one parent or the other, and then triangulation occurs. So if that's happening in your house, ask for the help you need. Get your parenting partner to set aside sometimes when they're around to help with things. Make an appointment with the kid. I want you also to consider the concept of executive function. If one believes, as I usually do, that kids do well if they can, then your kid is not Struggling right now to frustrate you or to prove a point, but because he's struggling either with anxiety or with fear or with executive function or with some combination of the three. There's a book called Smart But Scattered Teens. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that. You should definitely look at that. This kid sounds like needs more scaffolding, needs more structure, needs somebody to beat up on. It doesn't have to be you, it shouldn't be you, but it does help to understand that what's coming out is not about you, even if he says it is, that it is about the work, that it is about the frustration. And if you can make your number one goal a peaceful home, then it helps, one, be a little non-responsive, speaking from experience, and then the number two goal that he doesn't fail, that he gets the support he needs. I just want to finish by saying I totally understand, listener, how frustrating this is. It isn't fair. It is more than a mom should have to take on. And so many of us have done it. And we wish you luck. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.
1: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack.